You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Heart and Soul Podcast for season three. I am joined today. Well, Chelsea's not here. We miss her. But I am joined today by the wonderful and amazing Buffy Andrews, who is a good, dear friend of mine. Hi, Buff. Hello. Welcome. We're, we're doing virtual because, you know, life is busy and there's mm-hmm. still this thing called Corona out there. So we're just, doing, <laughs> just jumping on the bandwagon of Zoom life. But I'm excited to talk to you. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Long time coming. Long time coming. Very we're long. We're so connected in so many ways and I'll get into um, all of our connections in a little bit. But first, we usually start every episode with a happy and a crappy, which I didn't really tell you about. (laughs) You you briefly mentioned it. You briefly mentioned it. But um, I'll go first just so you have time to think about it. So my happy is that my brother-in-law was in town for two weeks and it was everything. It was so fun. (laughs) And he looks so fun. I kind of want to be friends with him. He's just the best. And then the second he left, literally, I dropped him off at the airport. And on the same flight that he flew out on, my mom flew in on. Now <gasps> oh, she, that's wonderful. Yeah. So it's just back to back. But she stays at her house. So um, we, Michael and I have been able to like converse alone for once in the last two weeks. <laughs> nice but um that's been my happy and then my crappy is our heat is out <laughs> which I was just talking about. <laughs> our propane tank is straight up empty and they haven't come yet to, to fill it so I'm talking to Buffy covered I'm sitting on a pillow and then I have a pillow on my lap over a blanket um in front of a space heater that just shut off so I'm just gonna be I'm also in like a puffer jacket um puff jacket yeah I like it I'm just cold. That's my, that's my, so that's the crap. Also your hair is like wet right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just showered. So you're like really cold. You got the icicle hair going on. So. I know. I like ever since I got the extensions in my hair, I, with my like crazy coaching random schedule, I'll right. like, I shower at like 11 and then mm-hmm. I'll have like something else. And so I just let my hair air dry because it takes too long. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And for sure. Um, yeah, here we are. This is my life. How about you? Um, I'll go with the crappy first and end on a happy. Is that cool? Yeah, that's um, so the crappy is just the cold. Like you, I mean, I know you're feeling it, obviously you've got the broken heat, but like just walking into work when it's cold and it's like whipping past my window and there's like a little draft, you know, I just don't love that. Right. Um, but then my happy is this past weekend, I got to um, babysit two of our friends, little baby, baby Leo, and we stayed the night at their house and like took care of her the whole night. And she's just the sweetest, like cutest little thing, like so fun. And, you know, she just brings joy to the world. So it was really great. So cute. She's so cute and she's such a good kid and she just like is chill. And then she does like the drunk baby thing where she walks around a little like aloof to the world, but like still kind of trying to do stuff, but she can't, you know, <laughs> like, I feel like I do like the drunk human thing. And I'm, when I'm not drunk, like I just like walk right. around and I'm like, am I still doing this thing called life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. It's like funny to see how we as adults like want to 
like our emotions get like exemplified in like kids almost. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, we watch it from a kid perspective and we're like, Oh, like, is that how I am? Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They bring up the truth in us. Right. Right. It's just funny. But yeah, that was my happy. Well, that is so cute. You're like, (laughs) um, well, I'll get into actually, I'll just, I'm, I'm obviously not very good at intros, but I'm going (laughs) to intro who Buffy is and what she does. And then kind of talk about our connection before getting into more of like your story and background. Um, so Buffy Andrews is a licensed therapist and counselor. She's also a yoga instructor. She's literally does everything. She is the (laughs) founder and owner of the Madewell center for wholeness, which is a counseling and yoga center here in Wilmington. Um, and they practice whole body wellness, but, um, I know that she'll get dive deeper into all that that is about, which it's an amazing organization. Um, but like I said, Buffy is, she does everything and she's also like involved in everything. So when I first moved to Wilmington, I think I've talked about this night on the podcast before I didn't know anyone. And I reached out to Zach Hamby at Port City Church. And he asked if I wanted to grab tacos with some of his friends. It was like my first week here. And I was like, absolutely. I have no friends. And Buffy was there that night. So she yeah. was one of the people I met in Wilmington. And then through just the last seven years, we've been connected through not only friend groups, but we both started a business around the same time. We both, um, we both dated and broke up with guys at the same time. Remember that? Real, I forget about that. Yeah. Married at the same time to different guys. Like we've just kind of been, our life has been very in sync and parallel. Yeah. Um, and she's just a steadfast friend. Even if you don't talk every day, you know that she's someone who'll be there for you. So I'm excited to have this conversation with her today. If you, um, listen to, us, then you might listen to the get social podcast too. And she was a guest on their podcast as well. And that's a phenomenal episode. So after you listen to this, if you want to go tune into their podcast and listen to that one, um, you'll enjoy that as well. And if you don't listen to them, come on, y'all support local. Hop on board. Yeah. Girls let's go. Um, (laughs) all right, Buffy now is your turn. Tell us or our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into the weeds of it. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I, like Catherine said, I am a licensed clinical social worker. So that just stands for therapist for those of you who don't know. Um, but I own Madewell Center for Wholeness. And basically, we are just a holistic wellness center. So we offer mental health counseling. Um, and then we offer really small group, like really small group <laughs> yoga classes. And then we do like continuing education workshops and retreats and things like that. Um, but basically in terms of count, like the counseling aspect of it, myself, and then my other clinicians between all of us, we have specialties in trauma, anxiety, depression, couples counseling, um, perinatal postpartum depression issues. Um, and I think that's pretty much like the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, that's pretty much the nitty gritty. Um, and then as far as like the yoga, we do a lot of holy yoga. So we actually incorporate, scripture and worship and prayer into our yoga classes. Um, and we have a lot of really cool opportunities during the week for people to come join in all different styles of classes. 
Um, and then, yeah, the wellness retreats and workshops are another just like facet kind of of what we do, which is really fun. So I liked my personal, um, you know, belief and vision with my business. And the reason I started it was because I saw the need for people to have opportunities to heal, not just like coming in and talking about one traumatic, scary thing, but like learning how to incorporate very practical skills for mind, body, and spirit so that you can create this kind of multi-layered healing, um, which is what we all need, but we don't know we need it because we live in a society that is very, everything is separate and like, let's fix this one thing and act like it doesn't impact the other. And, you know, then we try to do a dance around it and, you know, just doesn't work that well. Um, so yeah, so we try to just offer a lot of opportunities for all layers of healing. Yeah. We do live a very compartmentalized way of dealing with things and also healing from things. We'll try Mm -hmm. to heal one thing and then freak out when it's actually not healed later on when something else comes up. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, well, I just think social media in general, if you were to like hop on social media and follow Madewell Center, which you should, you'd probably think, oh my gosh, she's like totally been doing this forever and like slaying it. (laughs) And you are slaying it, but what's been cool is watching you like develop a dream, like a very, Mm. like, I don't really know, but this is my dream idea as a friend, like what, four or five years ago into, Mm -hmm. into what it is today. Can you kind of like dive into how, what you see, or not really how, what you see on social media isn't always true because obviously, (laughs) but just how your dream developed from an idea into what it is today, Mm -hmm. like what you had to put into it for that to happen. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think the really important thing with dreams and visions and goals that you have for yourself is to recognize like kind of what the end goal kind of looks like, but being flexible enough to morph and adapt like as things are coming your way. And I'm actually a person who's kind of notorious for having like an impulsive idea or vision and being like, yeah, let's do it. And then I think that it's supposed to happen so quickly, you know, in my just like quick timeline, because when you're in high school, things can happen like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when you get into college and after college and graduate school, you realize things take a lot longer to unfold. And it's not because you're not putting in the work, but it's because of a lot of just like systems in place and how things have to unfold, you know, all that kind of stuff. But basically, you know, in 2017, 2017 was when I officially started Madewell Center. But when I started it, I was literally just teaching pop-up yoga classes at my church. (laughs) Like that was the start of Madewell Center. Um, And it wasn't until the fall of 2018. So that's a whole year and a half later that Hurricane Florence hit. And at the time when Hurricane Florence hit, I was actually working part-time at Coastal Horizon Center doing work in the Pender County school system. But because of the hurricane, I um, wasn't working (laughs) for like three months. Um, And at the time, I was trying to start doing private practice part time um, just to kind of see if that was like something I could really develop for my business. And in doing that, you know, I kind of had a choice. I was like, all right, God, like I can either jump both feet into private practice and really try to build my caseload. Or I can just wait and wait and wait one foot in one foot out working at coastal and think something big is supposed to come along and make me do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a hurricane is big enough and (laughs) it kind of forced me into 
choosing, you know, okay, I guess I'm going to try and do this private practice thing. So then I worked at another private practice to kind of just learn to understand to, again, I mean, I had no clue what I was doing, literally, like, I didn't know anything about insurance credentialing, I didn't know anything about what type of EMR system I'm supposed to use, I didn't know anything about how to get people to stay with you as a client or get them off your caseload early as a, you know, like different, there's a lot of different things that you're just not taught in school. And so I was just in a phase of learning and I did that for about another six or seven months. And then in the spring of 2019 was when I really dove in Madewell center is my baby. And I'm doing all the counseling like for myself you know, I'm teaching a bunch of yoga classes now. I'm trying to do workshops left and right, just collaborating with people and all this kind of stuff. And then basically since 2018, um, you know, found a place and, and honestly, it's totally God's provision. Cause again, like I wouldn't have been able to jump out and do even my own private practice stuff. Had I not found this sweet lady who had an office that was willing to rent it to me for really cheap y'all like really cheap. And because of that, I was able to save money to getting my own place. So I was at that place for a year and all of it is like building on itself. Right. So like you have to like save money in one place to then, you know, afford to be able to grow in another place and all these different things. Um, so yeah, so it's been a really like interesting year, a lot or year, three, four years I guess, <laughs> since I've like really started. Um, but it is, it's kind of wild just like listening to God's like calling on your life and then just diving into the next right thing. Right. Like I have vision. Sure. Like what I love to one day own like a huge medical mall type place where a bunch of people that I trust in their skills and their, you know, work, whatever could all like be in the same house. And like, we can refer clients to each other left and right, you know, all this stuff. Sure. Do I have money for that right now? And no, so, you know, so I have to work behind the scenes. I have to save things. I have to like, you know, have the big vision and still work towards growth, but not get hung up when it's not happening right away. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, I think so much of that applies to everything in life. Like mm-hmm. take one next baby obedient step into what God is calling for you for you to do right now so that you can step into like his ultimate provision for you eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think what separates like success or successful entrepreneurs from, um, from other entrepreneurs is that grind and commitment to having to be flexible because mm-hmm. it's so much easier, especially in the beginning when you have this huge dream and things are not going according to what you envisioned. Like you don't have a medical mall and, mm-hmm. um, like I did, I've still don't have my own like studio space outside of my home, but especially in the beginning, I think it's easier to give up. Um, it's just like, Oh, it's too hard. Maybe I was just like not hearing God. Right. Or, Maybe I don't have what it takes. So, you know what? I'm just going to give up and not chase this dream. And I think what is really cool about this podcast and like just vulnerability in general is when people share, like, it's not easy and Mm -hmm. it's worth it, but the grind, the little baby steps that you don't see that go on behind the scenes are what set people, successful people apart from others. You know, it's right. 
I saw you when you were teaching yoga classes, but no, and, and you had a, a wonderful class, but nobody knew what you were doing behind the scenes, like pedaling underneath the surface, little duck feet when it's like this <laughs> little duck on top, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I've really loved watching your journey like unfold. I sound like I'm on the bachelor journey, um, <laughs> watching your story unfold because there's, 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 uh, people who, you know, are set apart for greatness. And in the beginning, when you shared this vision with your friends, I knew you were going to make it happen, you know, cause you're, you're just that kind of person. You just make things happen. Yeah. Um, so Thank I think you. it's, I think it's awesome to see what the Madewell center is now. I mean, the fact that you have what three offices, three therapists in your, well, in- wait, hold on. Yeah. I have three others and then myself. Yeah. Okay. I have a general question about counseling. Actually, it's probably yeah. not general. Um, <laughs> I'm myself short. I'm pro counseling. I've, I've been in and out of counseling since 2013. So I am pro therapy. Um, what I always find interesting is how therapists, and I know you're trained, but I always find interesting is like, how you can like relate and empathize with every single different scenario, even if you haven't necessarily been through it, like postpartum depression, you've mm-hmm. never had a kid. How do you right. yeah. empathize with someone like, yeah. are, what's that like? <laughs> well, so you have to think about like empathy from the standpoint of, I actually really love, um, there's a really cute YouTube video that Brene Brown has. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you get on YouTube and you search empathy versus sympathy, Brene Brown, it's like this little cartoon caricature drawing thing. And I think she puts it really nicely in the video. She talks about the difference between empathy versus sympathy and how empathy is being able to feel with people and sympathy is like, okay, you know, pat on the head, hope you feel better. Right. Um, but the, one of the things she says about empathy is that, to be empathetic with people is really hard because you have to draw on a discomfort or a pain or something like within yourself that's, that allows you to relate to that person. Now to be empathetic doesn't mean that we have to have gone through the same thing, but like pain of, let's say it was something like losing a child, right? Like I can empathize with that in the sense that like, that's a pain, that is pain. And to understand pain is to be able to sit with people in, in pain. Right. And so it's not that I have to have the same pain or the same, you know, struggle or the same issue or the same, whatever, to be able to empathize with you. It just that it's like, kind of, it's like, yes, yours is specific, but we have to kind of bring out this like broader perspective thing that says, wow, we all know what pain is. Like we all have our own perspective of pain. We all have our own perspective of struggle of scary of, um, hardship of, you know, whatever it is. And so I think empathizing with people in the different, whatever it is that they're going through is being able to kind of take like a zoomed out perspective and say, I'm here to understand you. I'm here to listen to you, right? I'm here to hear your story. I'm here to like help you process what that pain means for you in your life. But I also, I understand pain. So I understand like what it's like when I think about anything that I've ever experienced in my life, any kind of suffering, I know where it took me on a journey, you know, per se. And so my goal as a therapist is just to help you figure out how to navigate your journey, you know, and how to, how to work it so that it becomes healthy for you. And so that it becomes a learning for you and a fuel for you rather than like a stuckness and like a semantics almost too, you know? And if you think about like friendship, 
in general, the best types of friends are the ones who, even if they haven't been through what you've been through, just sit with you in it. Mm-hmm. And like in the, the story of Job, like there, mm-hmm. he had friends who just sat and cried with him and like lent, lent a shoulder to cry on. And then he had friends who were like giving him corrections or giving him suggestions on what he should or shouldn't have done or should or should do in the future. And I always, every time I read that, I'm like, don't be that friend, like be the friend, <laughs> let them just like sit in their pain and process with you. And I think that's exactly what I've experienced in therapy is you have so much buried and almost like in a knot inside of you. And like therapy, it helps you like untie the knot and like straighten the mm-hmm. string a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. a process of like getting to the end. The therapist isn't trying to fix your problem. It's trying to help or she or he or she is trying to help you process the problem so that you in mm-hmm. the future know how to process something. Yeah. Else comes up. Yeah. And so that you have, yeah, like removing like the, and you know, I think a big part of therapy too, is just like the normalization of emotion. Like I can't tell you how many clients in the past week, it's kind of sad, like, honestly, just to tangent for a second, the world that we're like living in during this pandemic time of how many people are like struggling so much mentally and they're, you know, coming to therapy and I'm obviously I'm here and I'm talking to things, people with, um, talking with people through things. Um, but then they talk about how they go to like their Medicaid, their primary care doctor or their psychiatrist who's prescribing medications. And the doctor is so quick to be like, Oh, well, everyone during the pandemic is on medications. Like you should get on medication. And like, you know, I've had multiple clients this week sit on my couch and I tell them things like, Hey, you crying a lot is okay. Like that's a normal human experience for what we're dealing with right now in this world, you know, and that is okay. Like to think that you're wrong or like dumb or a failure because you cry or whatever is not okay. And that is like, not of the Lord. And I'm certainly not going to tell them that that's okay. You know, like that, that's not okay. Um, and so I've just tried to normalize people's experience, like even just this week. And I had one, one person come back to me and say, you know, like I came into your office last week and cause you know, they do couples and then I see her individually. And she's like, you know, I came in and um, you know, when we were talking about me potentially being depressed and you told me that it was like, okay to feel big feelings. She said, I walked out of that session. Like no one's really told me that because their her family tells her like she's too sensitive. You know, her husband doesn't understand her, you know, all these different things. And so then she's constantly learning that it's not okay to feel these big feel- feelings, but like it totally is like it is 100% okay to feel big things because that makes you human. And that's what allows you to empathize with other people. For sure. I mean, if you're walking out of a conversation where you're sharing your feelings and you feel shame instead of acceptance, then yeah, I just don't, you're right. It's not of the Lord. Like it's, yeah. it's never what he wants when he went, when he asks us to come to him, he's never going to be like, going to come, but don't cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't cry. Come, but don't feel, you know, come, but don't right. tell really feel just like cover it up with lipstick. Right. So, yeah. I think that's huge. I and mean, we talk a lot about shameless living on here and we talk about it in mostly in, um, relation to body image, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I actually did a typo in in my uh, email to you earlier, but I want to talk about, um, 
I want you to touch on the connection between, cause you talk about whole body wellness at Madewell center, how it's, you know, you do yoga and move physical movement. And then you also sit mm-hmm. and talk and empathize with your clients. What I want you to kind of expand or dive deeper into the deep connection between mental health, physical health, and even spiritual health all work sure. together. Yeah. Oof. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> you guys got like five hours to tune in. So you continued. Um, well, I mean, okay. So I think again, going back to what we said a little earlier is like our society tries really hard to make us compartmentalize everything, you know? And so we try to think like, you go to the gym over here and you're going to like, if you just look great, you'll feel great. Right. Or you go to your pastor because you're having a spiritual issue or you go to your therapist because you're having like depressive symptoms, but really like we have to learn that these things like aren't mutually exclusive from one another and that they truly are so interwoven. And it's, it's just science, like how it all works in the sense of like your brain and your body are literally on a feedback loop system right? We have this thing called our vagus nerve that runs from the base of our brainstem all the way down through our trunk. And it connects to all your major internal organs. Um, And your vagus nerve, when you have what's called good vagal tone, basically, you know, you're able to come back down after a stressful event much quicker than if you didn't have good vagal tone. It's kind of like you think about muscle tone, right? Like you go to soul fitness and if you're working out your muscles and you get deep in them squats and you're lifting the weights and all these things, like you're going to have good muscle tone, which which is going to allow you to be more protected and more stabilized in the world. Like if you do injure yourself, you're going to bounce back a lot quicker because you have that good muscle tone, right? It's the same kind of thing with our brain and body. And so our vagus nerve, when it's stimulated, you know, there's a ton of ways and I could go into those later, but when it's stimulated and you have good vagal tone, your brain and body are able to re-regulate you after stressful event much quicker. Then we have things like our fight, flight, freeze system that kicks in too, right? And what has happened, unfortunately, is that we have become a society that is kind of conditioned to kicking in that fight, flight, freeze all the time, right? And our, our, you know, ancestral, like cavemen, people way back in the day, you know, that was a good thing for them, because it helped them protect against woolly mammoths, or, you know, bears, or whatever, or kind of coming up in the environment around them. But we have a society that is constantly throwing out alarm bells and whistles all the time, whether it's a notification on your phone, whether it is literal car horns out in traffic, whether it is um, abusers living in your home. I mean, there's a ton of things that are constantly kicking in your fight, flight, freeze. And over time, the more that that kicks in, kicks in, kicks in, you're basically living under a state of chronic stress, right? Now, like mental health is is it's all again, it's like all intertwined. So it's hard to say like, it's all different, but it is in certain ways, like, you know, mental health, the way I like to think of it is it's our mind, it's our conceptualizations, it's our perceptions, it's our meaning making, right of the world around us. However, there's also physical body responses that are happening in that same breath. So like, you know, you hear the alarm bell go off, And the meaning that you're making in your mind is that it's dangerous if you've been conditioned to know that that means danger, right? Mm -hmm. Like perfect example for me is when I used to do intensive at home and I had the crisis phone, we had it on that like really obnoxious ringtone that's like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was in a store and because to me, when that goes off, that means crisis. There's someone on the other end that needs my help, right? 
And I was in a store and this old person probably had it as their ringtone just because they couldn't hear it or something. And I hear go off and, you know, my shoulders raise up and I'm like, I'm like, well, alert, alert, what's going on? Like who's in crisis. And so that is a physical body response that is attaching to a mental state, right? Like in my mind. And then you have to think about like your spiritual health, like kind of all encompassing with that is over time, if you're continually making meaning in your mind, that is unhelpful, that is negative, that is triggering or scary, right? Eventually you start to move like a little bit deeper into the spectrum of the spiritual realm, right? Because you start to think like, well, why am I even here to begin with? Or why would God do that to me? Why would God allow this to happen to me over and over and over again? Right. And so that kind of stuff, like that's why it's so important to have the multi layers of healing and treatment so that you can really tackle it kind of all at once so that you're not, you know, just working on your, cause you know, again, if we're thinking like spiritual health, right? Like if you just worked on your mental realm and you didn't allow any room for like spiritual spirituality, spiritual growth, whatever, eventually you might slip into like a pride category or like this like super ego category. That's like, who is God? What do I need God for? I'm my own God. Right. Mm-hmm. Which then can also like slip you back into depressive states when the things you do don't work, <laughs> when the, the things you try over and over again, aren't actually helping you, you know, things like that. And so having all the different kind of layers to healing is so important so that it's not out of balance. Right. So that it's not out of whack kind of deal. Um, and there's again, so many things that I could like speak on that are just like physical body responses that signal certain types of meaning in your mind and by, but it's all, again, like I said, it's all in a loop. And so what's really important. And sometimes I'll say this to clients is like, if you have too much going on in your mind, you might need to get into your body, right? Like if you can't sift through it in the mind, you might need to get into your body and learn or release or like pay attention to where certain emotions are showing up. Right. And then you might be able to get to that correct or healthy, you know, a meaning for your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, where it's like, okay, you're too tense in your body. You're too, you know, whatever. Sure. Maybe you need to do some stretches or whatever, but maybe you're just like hypervigilant and you're kind of like all the time reacting to stuff. It's like, okay, well let's that, let's think about this. Let's get yeah. back into our mind now and kind of, learn like what what do I think my body's trying to teach me why do I think my body's responding that way what where do I think that came from so then it's this kind of like interruption of the feedback loop almost where you kind of have to say which is speaking louder let's like pay attention to it and listen to it but then also maybe we have to kind of dive into the opposite a little bit you know uh I yeah I as you're sharing that I was just thinking of different scenarios in my life where I've been out of balance or like just the one of the first things that came into my mind is when I was at my prime physical physical health of you know running marathons winning races doing you know really great with training and and physical endurance, my mental endurance was failing because I was putting everything into my physical body. And I've never, I had never been more depressed. I never mm-hmm. felt more alone, even though I was surrounded by people. I had my walk with God was like deteriorating. You know, I was going through the motions, but not in an actual mm-hmm. relationship. And then there's been other times where I've been so in my feelings and not moving my body 
that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, you have to just connect it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've never never heard the freeze flight. What was it? Fight, fight, free, free. (laughs) fight flight freeze I've never heard that yeah it's just your body's um you know signal it's like when your stress hormones get kicked in and released you know your prefrontal cortex is like filtering in all this information and then your um hippocampus and your hypothalamus are all kicking in in your limbic system to help you kind of send out those cortisol stress release hormones And it's really great, again, if you're in a situation where you need that, because that's what it's designed for. Like, God is so cool in that he designed our bodies to do that when something stressful or scary is happening. So if you're like, I I heard a lady, um, if you've ever heard of the ACEs study, which is the adverse childhood experiences study, um, there's a doctor in California, Dr. Nadine Burke, and she talks about it on a TED Talk. Um, So if you ever get a chance to watch it, the example she gives that I really love is you know, if you're in the woods and you see a snake or a bear, your fight, flight, freeze kicking in is really good because you're going to either be able to like chop that snake's head off or run away or, you know, or maybe you hide behind a tree and you kind of freeze so that the bear doesn't see you. And then you can kind of move around. Right. That's great. But what's not great is if your fight, flight, freeze is getting kicked in day after day after day, because you're living in a home with abuse, neglect, poor, um, emotional regulation skills when you are living in a work or working in an environment that your boss is constantly yelling at you or lecturing you. I mean, there's countless examples of times where your fight, flight, freeze can get kicked in Mm -hmm. and you either learn how to maybe you become too aggressive or irritable, you know, towards these people, or maybe you, um, become, like a little flighty. So you avoid things constantly, right? Or maybe you become the person that just like shuts down and you internalize things over and over and over again that are being spoken to you. And because you're just, yeah, because you're just scared of it. And and that's okay. But that's like, we have to learn how to, again, kind of like speak to our brain and body and like, let ourselves know, like, this is not a bear snake situation. Yeah, this is a people situation that we can learn how to navigate and communicate with, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, even thinking about like little things that trigger me throughout the day, I could be having the most peaceful morning, but if I get an email from a client that's harder to deal with or more complainy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I read that it can throw, like it, it triggers yeah. some stress in me that throws off the piece that I was just feeling, you know, right. seconds before that. And so it really is finding tools and ways to identify that and, mm-hmm you know, figure out how to process and deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Because those interruptions, they're not going anywhere this side of heaven. (laughs) That's right. They're only going to get deeper and and louder, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of people when they, um, and I know I sometimes even still think this when they think of like all of the things that you have to do to take care of yourself, Hmm. gym membership, counseling, organic food, you know, <laughs> um, doctor's appointments, you yeah. think about all the bills that add up and how oh, for sure. expensive investing in your health is. I mean, it's obviously, right. you know, based off our line of work that it's way more worth it than buying a latte every day. And there's ways you can budget that, mm-hmm. but it is very hard for some people to be able to commit to all of those things. Sure. Sure. And I kind of want to 
Oh, I kind of want you to talk about this whole life foundation. Oh, sure. Yeah. Your foundation and how you're able to provide different um, healing methods, whether it's physical health or counseling to mm-hmm. people who maybe aren't able to afford it, in, yeah. you know, in a normal life. Yeah. Can I, can I speak before I say this whole life? Can I just speak to that idea of like affording it all all the time? Can yeah. I? Um, I think what's really important for people to hear and, and know is that just because all of these things are suggested and all these things are wonderful things for your healing doesn't mean that you have to engage in all of them all the time, but you need to engage in what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and I have clients that come in and talk to me about like, I've done the journaling, I've done the going on a walk every day. Like I've tried praying about this. I've tried essential oils and none of it's working. And I'm like, okay, but did you need that? Yeah. Is that what you actually needed to heal in that moment? Right. And that's what I think we have to recognize too, is that our healing is not, it is not necessarily this, like you do it all and okay, now you're good and healed for life. It's like moment by moment healing. And you have to recognize situation by situation. Like what is the thing in that situation that needs healing? Is it that you need communication skills? Okay, let's learn some communication skills. Is that you need to relax and de-stress your body? Sure, let's do some like deep stretching or some essential oils or whatever, you know? Is it that you need to get those thoughts out of your brain and externalize them? Cool, let's externalize them, let's journal, let's talk it out, whatever that looks like. But it's really more of a learning. It's like, okay, what do you actually need to heal in this moment? And that I think is like a really important piece that a lot of people don't realize, which is what makes them like afraid to commit to doing any of the things. Cause they think they have to do it all, all the time. Uh-huh. If but I can just nothing mentality. Right. Right. But I promise you doing a little bit of something is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, and it helped, like it helps you when you say you have to know what you need, that helps you get into the process or the, you know, idea, or I don't really know the mindset of listening to yourself. Right. You know, so often we ignore what we need because we're so busy, right. distracted. So it kind of gets you into this um, routine of being still in moments to figure out like, what is it that I need right now? Even mm-hmm. as simple as like a bunch of friends are getting together this Friday night, but I haven't had a moment to myself in six days because I've been working nonstop or I've been meeting nonstop. Right. It's, it's more tempting because FOMO and just like, you don't want to feel like you're leaving people out or being, you know, a bad guy to say like, Oh, I'll just go, but then you're miserable. Mm -hmm. So it's listening to yourself in those little moments of like, I need to be alone or I need quiet right right now. Right. Learning to listen to yourself, which is probably one of the harder things to do in life, but Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Finding, I love that. Like, what do you need in this moment? You don't have to be in therapy at a gym you know, shopping mm-hmm. Whole Foods, journaling, yeah. meditating, walking every day, doing all the things. What do you need in this season? And the same thing that I always say this about exercise. Like some people are like, I really want to join soul. or I really want to like be a part of soul, but I hate strength and conditioning. Well then don't come. Like, yeah, yeah. why would you do something you hate? You know, I right. really, really like yoga and Pilates do that instead. I can't offer that to you, but Right. Don't do something that you hate. That sounds miserable, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, sure. Tangent. Yeah. Done. But well, yeah. So, but going back to what you were saying earlier, this whole life foundation. So, you know, basically this whole life foundation was started because, you know, we recognize that there's a lot of times, like for me, I recognize, 
um, having clients come in and I tell them like, Oh man, like this is great. We're diving into this, but I really think you need to be moving your body more. Like, I really think that you should try to engage in something weekly. And they're like, Oh, I can't afford it. I can't do this and that, you know? And so for me, it was really about creating a space where we can, um, offer people opportunity to do their healing work on all facets. Right. And so this whole life has a network of preferred providers that offer mental health counseling, that offer personal training and fitness, that offer nutrition counseling. And one day I'd love to grow to offering like a physical therapist and a chiropractor and, a, you know, all these different people, but you know, got to start small, got to build it slowly kind of thing. Um, but basically we have a scholarship um, pot. So if someone comes to us and says, I can't afford to do counseling, like I don't have insurance, or maybe they have a type of insurance like Medicaid, Medicare, that's not widely accepted. Or maybe they have like a hella high deductible that they have to meet first before getting anything covered. Those kind of individuals could come to this whole life foundation, apply for scholarship. And then we would basically, you know, look at our little foundational pot and say, okay, like here's how much money we have. So we can give you, you know, seven sessions for personal training or seven sessions for counseling or whatever. And then basically that client would, you know, go look at our list of preferred providers and make their appointment, schedule their appointment time, and then, you know, get their sessions covered by this whole life foundation without having to worry about it, um, which is really nice. And, you know, there's been countless stories of people who, have gone from like being extremely suicidal to no longer being suicidal and people who've got extreme body image issues who probably never would have gone to a gym during a pandemic ever, you know, and they have been able to go and receive a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of a push for doing the work for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, again, just kind of like the whole teach a man to fish, you know, he'll fish for a lifetime kind of deal. And so this whole life exists just to help those people who can't afford it normally. Yeah. I think that's incredible. How can like our listeners, if they want to donate to that pot, like how can they contribute? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's real simple. This whole life.org slash donate. Um, there's like a little donate button on there. Um, and then if you, you know, want to purchase a t-shirt online, you can purchase a t-shirt or a tank top. Those proceeds go to that as well. Or if you are, maybe you're not someone who has a lot of money to just donate, but maybe you own a business and you'd like to be one of our monthly business partners. Um, we actually, um, pretty much partner with businesses to just say, Hey, like, you know, for the month of June, you know, you're going to take over, we're going to help highlight you and promote you and try to get more customers sent your way. And if you just agree to donate a percentage of your profits for that month, you know, or it could be a week or day, I mean, depending on what kind of a business you own, you know, obviously, if you're like some sort of mega millions company, you might not want to donate 10% of yeah. your monthly. <laughs> That's a lot. Thank you, though. <laughs> but if you want, you also could. Um, but you could, you know, take over a day or a week or something like that, too. So there's lots of ways to get involved and partner with this whole life foundation um, to help people feel well. Yeah. And we'll link all that in the show notes. Um, I know you have a client coming in in like 15 minutes, but so I'm going to get to our four questions that we ask every sure. single guest before we wrap up. Um, okay. So first question is what is something that you are obsessed with right now? It could be like a TV show, a food, a podcast, a book, something that you're kind of binging right now. Um, old survivor seasons. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. 
We're all we in. actually have been jumping around kind of weirdly because we, we watched to. like the two on Netflix and then we were like, oh, let's watch a lot of other weird, you know, so we're kind of in that realm right now. We finally got CBS All Access through one of our um, family members. So that has every season of Survivor ever. Okay. Everything. That's nice to know. <laughs> and we're all in. We're all in. Except I don't think I could ever do it because it's just too hard. But it's really fun to watch other people do it and survive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. Next question is, what is something you're looking forward to in 2021? Um, I actually have a lot of weddings that I'm going to this year. So I'm, I kind of thought like I was in a realm of being done with weddings. I was like, you know, my friends were, I just thought they were all married already. And then I was like, oh, I have friends that weren't married. So <laughs> here we are, we're going to weddings. So that's exciting. And in 2020, all weddings or a lot of weddings got postponed. Like, right. We were going to go to a couple weddings in 2020 and they got postponed to 2021. So we're going to quite a few this summer. Yeah. Which I'm excited for because I haven't broke it down on a wedding dance. I know. I'm, that's what I'm pumped about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is, what is something that you love about yourself? Um, I love my love for learning. I think. Yeah. I love because I do. I love learning. And so I just love like having opportunity to learn and just like I love that I pursue it mm-hmm. mainly. Yeah. You really do pursue it well you're constantly learning and sharing new things it's it's really fascinating I'm not a great learner so it's really cool to watch you learn (laughs) (laughs) I'll live vicariously through that um okay last question is if you could leave women with one little nugget of truth today one little um piece of wisdom what would it be um I think just the fact that like nothing is as concrete or permanent as we make it. Mm. Um, and I mean that in the best way possible, not in like a pessimistic, like nothing less, we're all doomed, but like a, you know, we, we get our expectations set so high sometimes, or we have these visions of what things are supposed to look like, or, you know, just all this kind of stuff. And I just think there's such a freedom in allowing yourself permission to recognize the ebb and the flow that comes with life and to be okay with it. And it truly is just like freeing Mm -hmm. to, to accept that and to live it out, you know, day to day. So I would just encourage women to try to embrace and embody the ebb and the flow and recognize that you're not, you're not supposed to stay stuck forever right Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be in one place all the time Mm. like we're meant to grow we're meant to learn that's the way our bodies are our bodies regenerate we're meant to regenerate and you know I just think that it's important to lean into that no one's ever said that I love that answer especially with like bodies too like yeah our bodies aren't supposed to look or feel like they did in college or high school. Like, no, that change. would mean that we're like Benjamin Button or something. Yeah, which ew. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Although he did look like Brad Pitt for a minute and I would take that. Um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's really good. I love that. L- letting go of expectations was the biggest thing we learned in marriage counseling and premarital counseling was yeah. whatever expectations you have, drop those at the door. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, well, Beth, thanks so much for joining me on the pod. Yeah, thank um, you. I'm going to link all of your Instagrams and, and your websites and ways to donate in the show notes. But before we hop off, if you want to just shout out where people can find you quickest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically quickest would be if they're trying to get in touch with counseling, email info at madewellcenter.org. Or if you just want to explore the website for the workshops or retreats or anything like that, madewellcenter.org or follow on Instagram at the Madewell Center. Awesome. And yeah. I'll link all that yeah. in the show notes. Um, all right, Buff, we love you. Thanks so much for being Thank part you. of the Rental Podcast. And listeners, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.